Hello everyone and welcome to Freedom Feature. I'm your host Barry Bussey. With me today I have Sam Bouchon, who's a lawyer over in Quebec. Sam, it's great to have you with us. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> so Sam, you are involved in a lot of exciting uh, litigation matters right now with freedom issues. And I'm just wondering if you could share with us some of the cases that uh, you were just talking about. Yes, probably the most high-profile one would be the Bernier case, where we're challenging, with, along with Mr. Peckford and a few others, right. we're challenging constitutionality of the travel ban. Okay. And uh, the federal court dismissed the action summarily, or the review application, actually. Right. Summarily, because the travel ban had ceased to be in effect, so federal court said it was moot. So we have to go to the court of appeal, and now we are uh, preparing the case for the appeal. Uh, there have been very recently developments that seem to suggest, in my mind, that the government is mo moving ahead with the implementation of some sort of. Um, controls or the equivalence of passports based on vaccinal status, vaccine status for uh, transportation, public transportation uh, in and out of the country. So uh, I don't know how things can be that moot when the whole basic issue around controlling mobility of citizens on the basis of their vaccine status, is still on the cards. So, so uh, but that's not our only yeah. our only argument, obviously. But yeah. I mean, and don't forget that not just in those cases, but in quarantine cases, curfew cases in Quebec, and all that, quasi-criminal prosecutions are still underway. Yet, judges and superior courts in Quebec and all over the country said, well. The, the applications for the judicial review are, are moot because the measures had ended. Well, I, I'd like to understand if people are still being prosecuted about that, why wouldn't superior courts make general determinations so as to alleviate the burden of lower courts and prosecutors? That's, so that's one big issue we're facing. We've had a few interesting outcomes uh, in tickets cases, COVID tickets cases, where charges were dropped, um, or we won on, let's, let's say, technical bases, same for EI. Um, my friend Manson in, in Toronto had a uh, certain su success in, in, in those cases. Um, apart from that, we just settled our public... Um, advertisement case in uh, Montreal with the STM, the Public Transportation Authority. Our client had a wish to buy advertising space, criticizing a neighbor transportation authority and the STM had said, well, we don't allow ads that criticize public transportation, which first breaches freedom of expression but yeah. also on the factual point uh, the, on a factual basis made no sense so the SDM did the right thing and we're gonna uh, drop the the action and our client will be allowed to post the post the advertisement so, okay. so you know sometimes 
Yeah, and yeah. it's everybody's better off that way. So they don't need to spend money on on, on the court case, uh, the, the, the judges' time, and all that. So it's better for society. So now, um, are, are you involved at all with anything with uh, the whole issue? Of Bill C-11 that's come up in the last little while. Have well, you been involved in that? In the I've covered the it. Okay. I've covered it uh, media-wise. Okay. And I've done, I've worked on a legal analysis of it. So, but so as you might suspect, Bill C-11 is basically a carte blanche, a carte blanche given to the CRTC to regulate within certain parameters, which we find very let's say threatening but until we can actually see what the regulations will be uh, or that there will be an aggrieved party it's hard to launch a constitutional challenge it could be done maybe but it's harder and we'll still have the opportunity to go and address the, the charter issues at the hearings that precede the enactment of any potential regulations at the CRTC. So there's still, you know, there are still ways to uh, defend our, our, our fundamental freedoms before we get to the nuclear war uh, in Superior Court or Federal Court. So now, tell me, in Quebec, what are the what are the big issues right now? I know Bill 21 is still being talked about. Can, can you just explain a little bit about Bill 21 and... And where that is now? Well, Bill 21 um, prohibits the wearing of religious symbols by public servants and employees of the Quebec state that are, quote-unquote, in in a position of authority. Um, It also bans face coverings from public service in general where people interact with the public uh, and, and provide services to people like you and me. Um, it's been challenged constitutionally, but there's a notwithstanding clause in Bill 21 that was found by the Superior Court to be effective for the, greater, the greatest part of the Act. So, Quebec Superior Court upheld the validity for now, because as we know, notwithstanding clause are sunset clauses, uh, they, they last for five years, and then they die. Um, but uh, there have been two declarations of constitutional invalidity for small portions of the Act that touched um, democratic rights, so participation at the legislature, and also um, English language school boards. That are that benefit from distinct protections under the the charter and the constitution, and uh, are not subject to any notwithstanding mechanism or, or the exemption mechanism. Yeah. So, uh, when you look at the state of freedom in the province of Quebec, um, well. Um, it's slightly worse than in the rest of Canada, and um, the rest of Canada is pretty bad. So obviously, it's not going well. So, so what are you, 
what do you see as the challenges for freedom? Uh, and, and for us, as First Freedoms Foundation, we're concerned with freedom of speech, freedom of religion and conscience, and inviolability of the person. Where is Quebec in keeping those freedoms? Well, the, the, the main problems, I think, are fear, first. Um, fear that spreads very fast through mass media as we saw during the COVID crisis, the so-called COVID crisis. And um, especially in Quebec, the absence of a freedom culture. So Quebec is a bit more akin to France, let's say, or Italy or Spain, um, in terms of its approach to individual freedoms and the authority of the states. Uh, than the rest of Canada, where the common law tradition and approach and culture, which is mu much more classically liberal. So there's a lot of education to do there. Uh, the, the charter is the same for the whole country. But again, judges have to be willing to decide cases. If they're throwing out every case as soon as it can be characterized uh, as, as moot, or there's a technical way to avoid the constitutional debate, we won't get the judgments we need to vindicate the constitutional rights. You know, so That's why I'm saying we need to foster a culture of freedom. And that's, that starts way, way, way before um, the courts themselves and way, way, way before you know, the, 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 the law school. It has to be uh, fostered within the whole population from the er from an early age. Okay, and so how do we, uh, how do people in Quebec foster that culture of freedom? How do you see they they do it? How do I think they yeah. should? Yeah, because yeah, like, they're not right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so what, what 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 needs to happen right now when it comes to? to fostering that, that culture of freedom? Well, look, uh, the Ministry of Education was very fast to uh, adopt this program called Ethique et Culture Religieuse, ECR, Ethics and, uh, and Religious Culture, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and honestly, I think if the ministry sees fit to impose that sort of content to students, it should first uh, and foremost propose or, or offer a civics education that is uh, serious and uh, deep. So the youth has to be educated in matters of what is the constitution, how does the Constitution organize the political and legal institutions in their country? What are our tradi traditional rights and freedoms? How are they uh, properly, not implemented, but you know, defended, protected, etc., etc.? Um, yeah, so, so I, I would personally um, advocate for a program that is more, much more robust in high schools, 
a civics education program. Uh, and obviously that, that would not be woke. So it has to be classically liberal. It has to be based and anchored in the texts we have and in history. And it cannot, it should not be education that consists in uh, spitting on everything that came before uh, last week in our history. You know? So, what do you think is behind the fact that Quebec is not respectful of the classical liberal understandings of freedom? Well, as I was saying earlier, um, Quebecers were, for m the greater part of the province's history, under the rule, practically speaking, of the Catholic Church. And um, when they rejected massively religion and the Catholic Church during the Quiet Revolution, uh, their collective project became oriented towards the state. So Quebecers are notoriously proud of, let's say, um, nationalization of hydroelectricity. So Hydro-Quebec is like a golden calf in the province. Um, and I, I can understand a certain pride for what was accomplished in so few years in economic terms. But what I mean is that the, the, there's a tendency, just like back in the, the old days when it, the, the state was actually the Catholic Church, there is still a tendency within the French-speaking population of Quebec to follow or to, to put their eggs in this one big basket that is the state because you know it's also one of the few protections Quebecers have for let's say the French language and the uh, perennity or, or the perennité is the, the, the survival of their culture so part of it is understandable but I don't think it should supersede Things like uh, freedom of speech, mm. uh, fundamental freedoms in, in general. So I think that's you know there there is a sociological and historical explanation to the difference or the different ap approach Quebecers have to freedoms and to the state. Listen, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Is there any final comments that you'd like to share? Look, just fight. Just fight and resist. You're part of the resistance. It's a legal resistance. We're not committing crimes. Sometimes we'll have to be disagreeable. And I, I, I know Canadians don't like to be disagreeable. Quebecers don't like to be disagreeable. But we'll have to be at some point. So go to the public meetings in, you know, the, at, at your kids' school board or school, whatever. Uh, don't don't just accept uh, woke propaganda that's being uh, just spewed everywhere um, just to, to be left at peace and you know don't get into trouble just resist that would be my my last uh, comment okay.
Well, listen, thank you so much. I very much appreciate you being with us. Thank you. It's important to resist. It's important to recognize the... That when we do resist, we do so that because we're wanting to be able to survive in the same piece of real estate that we call camp. So that, that's extremely Absolutely. Danielle, thanks again. Thank you. And I want to thank you, our viewers, for being with us today. And uh, you may uh, disagree with the opinions and so on of our uh, guests, but also of myself. But that's okay, because on this program, we're concerned about open, honest, and transparent dialogue. Until next time, I'm Barry The fight for freedom consists not only in the legal battles in court, but also in the battle of ideas at the universities and in the media. It takes time, effort, and money to keep on top of the debates for freedom. Your donation allows us to keep fighting for all Canadians. Firstfreedoms.ca